All right. Welcome into another episode of the Growing Faith Podcast. Uh, my name is Rick McClatchy, and my good buddy Mark Daniels, my usual co-host, is on a storm trip. Uh, it's what we call a short-term outreach mission trip to Mexico right now. And as a result of him being out, I uh, took the opportunity to grab the microphone for myself. Well, no, actually, I um, wanted to take some opportunity to bring in some guests. And uh, today's guest actually is uh, Pastor Mark Jones, who is our prayer pastor here at Mana House. And um, this, the whole reason that this podcast even exists is to provide tools and resources and equipping for for the dream team, basically for the people that just make up the church, the people that are doing the work of the ministry. And um, Pastor Mark, uh, so excited to have you here today. Glad and to be here. And as we're thinking about equipping the saints to do the work of the ministry, um, uh, Pastor uh, Mark Daniels has talked a lot about um, about caring for God's people, and that the most important first step in that process is to receive to receive care. In one of our episodes, we talked about receiving care from straight from God, and then receiving care through other people. And so I really feel like this topic of the of the first fifteen would be um, kind of the the moniker you've given it for for your kind of your uh, your crusade, you know, to to get people on board with what would you? I mean, you've always said just time alone with God. I don't really care what you call it; just spend time alone with God. And so that's what we're talking about today. Um, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to be here, Glad to be here. and uh, invest in um, all the people that are that are dialing into the podcast. And um, so I guess I just want to give you an opportunity. Do you have any introductory, anything you'd like to say, or should I just jump straight to questions? We're straight to questions. Straight to questions. You're a man of business. <laughs> so um, I guess as we're talking about time alone with God, first 15... My biggest uh, question is why? Why? Why is this? Why is this? I? I'm, I would say that this consumes you. Why? Why does this consume you? Well, one, I think it 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 goes back. To, you have to source everything out of God's Word, and it has to be a truth that's built. Uh, then principles are built out of truth, and then realities come out of those principles as we learn to make applications and so when we think of first 15 I think of it as an application and then the reality is actually the doing of it but it has to go back to truth but when it comes down to uh, my personal life uh, being the prayer pastor of course always believed in prayer always believed in devotions always believed in in uh, having a time with the Lord but how many can admit that you get busy and time can be, uh, cannot be there, even in all our busyness? And so I had a personal breakdown point many, many years ago. Uh, now it's been 12 years ago. And just sharing my personal testimony is that uh, going through a discouraging time, and maybe you're right now, you're in the middle of a discouraging time. We, life has a way of having storms, and I was in one. And... Uh, and I wasn't having time alone with God, although historically I have had, and I'm the prayer pastor, so I would always promote that. Uh, but not in reality, wasn't always doing that. 
And in this time, I wasn't doing that, probably because busy and the circumstances themselves just overwhelmed. And it kept getting worse. And I just uh, could realize my personal life was on, was was uh, in a struggle. So Well, so just to interrupt you for a second, because yeah. I, I think people really relate to that busyness. Um, tell me, give me some specific examples. What were some of the things in your life that were you know, maybe inadvertently crowding out that time with the Lord? Well, one, you just, uh, you just don't set a, uh, you don't have a plan to meet with it. So something else always comes in and cause we have tons of stuff to do. And, uh, and so just the doing of life, just, I was in, I'm a dentist. And so I was involved in my practice, getting up and getting ready for that. I was, uh, also had four children. We had four children in five years, so that 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 Hello. creates a busyness. So yeah. we understand that family, and just uh, just the pressures of life. You know, just plenty of things to do. Church responsibilities, offices within the church, meaning just just function, just doing yeah. things, and and a heart to serve. So just that alone, just 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 life just crowds out a setting a, a, a priority and an intention to spending that early morning time with the Lord. So I always type it as, as the first 15, giving God the first, so we can talk more about that. But, but just in, in relationship to busyness, life crowds out yeah. that time. So, so going, to, going to the why, so you set the backdrop of, you know, I'm a prayer pastor. I encourage people all the time, spend time alone with God. What was it? What was it that kind of pushed you to the place of realizing that there that there was a problem, I guess? Well, one, I think uh, I suffer from anxiety. If I have a weak link in terms of how I approach life, I've suffered from anxiety for all my life. And uh, probably grew up in anxiety with family and, and just learned how to worry. I don't know who worries out there, but I could do it as good as anybody. <laughs> and, uh, and yet Jesus offers peace. And so it's a conflict when you're worrying. I had a chair in my house that I used to sit in. And I actually thought I was kind of having devotions. But actually, I was just sitting in it and worrying about all the things that I had mm. to do and that were crowding in my life. And it was just creating... A greater problem and probably suffering even from some depression so I started to realize there's a real problem here that I'm I'm incurring just by my state of mind and yet again not having a consistent devotional life it just was getting worse and worse and worse to the point I just literally wanted to get in the car and drive another direction I don't know if you anybody listening has ever gotten to that spot but it's scary. You're actually, you're you're so full of anxiety and pressure. Your your mind is so clouded that that you're 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 just not thinking straight. You're just you're. And yet, the scarier part, maybe, and being totally transparent, is I was an elder of the church. I'm a leader. I know better. I and I don't have an answer. I don't. I can't fix it. And so. Uh, it got getting darker and darker and darker. This was 12 years ago. So I have a little history of meeting with the Lord since then to add to this. But, yeah. 
that was a tipping point. And there was a specific thing that happened as well to bring about that tipping point. So you want to go ahead and just share that? Well, just, I was just went out on a bike ride, took a bike ride down on Marine drive here in Portland, just driving down the road. I remember the Lord saying very specifically, Mark, the closest we ever were was dental school. Now you have to remember dental school. I think at this time was like, uh, 25 years prior to that. I can't remember the exact dates. Mm. It'd be 36 minus 12, so 28, 28 years ago. And I used to get up and go out in the woods, and I I still had the same anxieties, but I used to go out in the woods and worship the Lord for 15 minutes every single morning from my freshman year. And then I'd come in and read the Bible for 15 minutes. So I'd go out in the woods and worship, then I'd come in behind our dormitory, I would sing so loud, I'd wake up the dorm. I didn't realize that for a couple of years <laughs> later, but I was having my moment with God. That's awesome. And times I would even fall over, the presence of God would be so heavy, I would just enjoy his presence. I was enjoying mm. that. And then I'd come in, read the Bible, and had an amazing four-year experience uh, at dental school. But then again, I like I said, got married, busy, lots of kids, just that, it was easier being single than it was when there was huge demands of ministry, family, starting a business. Suddenly, just the time with him went somewhere. I don't know where it went, just got taken up with all this other. So while I was on my bike 12 years ago, the Lord said the closest we ever were was dental school. Well, all of a sudden, I realized that God was interested in me personally and this intimate factor. I'm calling it the intimacy factor now. It was, it was, he's the source. I was, he didn't go anywhere. I went somewhere. And so that's why we've defined it as time alone with God, a set time, set place, set plan. We can get into all the applications. Those are, but, but you have to see it from a relational perspective. God's so interested. He didn't correct me on all the things going wrong in my life. He, he was so interested in just me that he says the closest we ever were. So I was reflecting on that. And then in the reflection of that, in 100 yards, only riding my bike for bicycle for 100 yards, I had the thought, did that mean anything to you? Because he said the closest we ever were. Now, again, it's subjective. I'm on my bike. It's, this is the voice of God. I realize this is that, 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 that I'm in an experience with the Lord. But I said, did that mean anything to you? And, and I can honestly say, I've never experienced this sense, pleasure went through my body like I've never experienced. Hmm. And I realized at that moment that the time I was meeting with him meant as much to him or more. Then it meant. To, I mean, I, I there was no reference point anymore. It was mutual. And I said to him, I just said, if it meant that much to you, I won't miss again. Well, that was 12 years ago. Now I haven't missed since that day a time with him. But it's not out of a duty. It's out of this amazing relationship that we can have with the Creator of the universe that He wants to have with us, and it's. And in time and space, it's simply a function of time spent. It's a, it's, a, it's a function of prioritization. It's a function of reality. It's a function of he wants it. I need it. And when I get it, I want it more. Yeah. <laughs> it's that. But if, you, if, it, if, it, if it fades, 
or if busyness crowds it out, until you have it again, the peace of God, and you're connected to the source, and you're walking in fellowship, and you're knowing he's helping you, and you know he's there, then you don't know what you're missing. It kind of fades. And so, to me, it's so exciting to to encourage people to that relationship and to have them discover the same thing, that, that it's a dynamic living relationship with the creator of the universe through the blood of Jesus, and we can go through all of that, but that God wants to have a relationship with us. To me, I can't, I can be talking about it right now, and it's emotional because no matter what we face, no matter what you're facing, this relationship exists, and it's this. And he didn't go anywhere. It's just that, that in time and space, and the, the fracturing of our mind and compartmentalization, we can just miss the best in our Christian experience, through, just, I don't know, just not getting there, not being there, not allowing him to help us with everything we're facing, because it is a challenge. Life is a challenge. There's no way to get around. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think if we're if we have an honest reading of Scripture, Jesus tells us stuff like, "Hey, in this world, you're going to have pleasure and rejoicing at all times." Now he says, "In this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, for I've yeah. overcome the world." Um, and then you know, stinking verses in the Bible that you wish weren't there, like. Uh, my brothers, consider it pure joy when these trials mm-hmm. of many kind come upon you and you're just thinking, what? I know. What? And um, so, I mean, what I appreciate, what I am just appreciating right now in this moment is just the many layers of, of your testimony, of your story and how it it just makes it um, so relatable and so accessible because... I mean, I know, I mean, I could tell some of my own story of times where I've, you know, I've been a lot the same, you know, like a pastor in the church and this and that, and and yet waking up and thinking, what am I doing? How How is this going to get done? And, and I feel so ill-equipped and I'm stressed out and am I going to have enough money to whatever? And you just you can pile up all of the stresses and and the things that produce anxiety in our lives totally. and and I'm actually really impacted by the fact that I, that you were like hey you know at one point I was I was good man I was meeting with the lord on a regular basis and full of life and vitality just ex- experiencing really all of the benefit that comes from being connected to the one that created us like that's what we're created for yeah it's is to, to be in his presence and and yet somewhere along the way there was a disconnect there was a loss yeah and and i think so because i think you know quite honestly uh pastor mark you're such an amazing uh you're such an amazing guy and you've had such a significant deep impact in so many people's lives quite honestly can feel a little intimidating to hear you tell, you know, your story and well, like that's, that's not accessible to me because I mean, 12 years, not missing a day. Like that's, that's like 
4,000 4, days or something. Like, that's so much and so intimidating. Um, and yet there's just this there's just this reality of your story of, you know, I four years, I did it almost every day, right? And then something happened. And, and when God came back around to you, years later, his word wasn't, you big dum-dum, you know, like, it wasn't this big giant correction. It was a wooing. It was a drawing. It was, it was, a, a, it was a, I, I want to spend time with you. And I'm just so, God is just so good. I've been freshly reminded about God revealing himself to us as a merciful father. Yeah. And, um, and when you were saying the thing about, uh, you know, did you get anything out of that? You know, like, God, did you get it? Do you get anything out of our time together? Um, because I think, and I think maybe why some people are broken in their, in their approach to God and why it becomes so duty oriented is because we're, we get focused on what we need from God, provision, help like just being able to think straight for crying out loud that we turn the whole relationship into a transaction and not actual relationship. And if we begin to put it into the context of a, of a father and son type of thing, you know, like, um, I mean, especially God, he paid the dearest price possible to even be able to have access to relationship with us because of the sin that we brought into our lives. So I think, of course, it means something to him that we would respond to his love. Yeah. Because it's like, yes, that's what I paid for is so that we could have this and, and you could have all that I want to pour into your life and, and just, Man, if we could get a, a grip on just knowing him and and being with him and understanding how much he is just crazy about us and, and just wow, it I don't even know what else to say, but wow. And so I'm I'm thankful for just the way you've laid out the story. And I think probably, you know, what we end up doing is uh Episode one with, with, you know, part one with Pastor Mark is just laying the foundation of the why, um, just getting to hear your story. And um, so, you know, uh, open the curtain back just a little bit for us and and walk me through day one. So you have the bike ride and, and, and I, I know probably a, a few people listening to the episode today have have heard your story. And, and they've heard about the bike ride and then they see you today. And, and you know, now because of just the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life, I mean, I know people that are like, man, uh, man, Pastor Mark prayed for me on Sunday and he just had a word that was straight to my heart. It was incredible. It was unbelievable. And that's like a, it's become like a normal thing. It's pretty exciting to see even how it builds the body, just the gifts that God's placed in your life and how God's placed gifts in everyone's lives if we would but connect with the source, right? Um, I'm a little uh, a little wordy this morning. So, so we see bike ride and we can relate to that guy. We can relate to that 
place of that struggle, moment. that yeah. moment, like um, maybe that's where a bunch of people listening are right now is like, dear Lord, I just want to get in the car and drive the other direction away from all my problems, away from all my concerns <laughs> yeah. and hope that I find a place better you know i don't know and and then they see you today what some people would probably feel um you know intimidated or like that's just so up there let me let me share just relate a couple thoughts there related what what did the next day look like and what did today look like they're 12 years apart they weren't that much different because I was suffering from anxiety, and everyone has what, I don't want to call it a fatal flaw, but everybody has the area that they struggle in. And for me, it's depression, discouragement. Had that this morning. This is 12 years later. Mm. Had it this morning. So bad, I just, I just get there. I know if I can get there with him, the get there is to be with God, to be in his presence, to be there surrendering. We're talking about the intimacy factor which the intimacy factor takes, intimacy takes an initiator and a responder. And you already shared it, Rick, that God's already initiating. He's everywhere. He's in us. We are the temples of the Holy Spirit. We, we have access. We just, yeah. but yet we get clouded, crowded. We go through these things. And you said, oh, 12 years, but I just think of tomorrow. He's waiting up for me tomorrow. I don't think of how long it's been. I just think of, I need him, to, I need him today, <laughs> and I need him tomorrow. That's it. <laughs> I'm going to need him. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble. But to share about the morning, I suffered, obviously. I told you I was sitting in a chair of depression, discouraged, just running through. My wife would say, what are you doing in that chair? I'd say, just I'm thinking. She says, you're not thinking, you're worrying. You're, 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 it's not that bad. Just, just, but when you're stuck, you're stuck, and only God can get you out. And so mm -hmm. that next morning after the bike ride, I said, you know, if it meant that much to you, I was getting up for him. I couldn't even get myself to think. The depression was four times worse the next morning. Mm -hmm. I got up out of bed. I said, if I have to crawl there, if I have to get on my hands and knees and crawl to that devotional spot, I'm getting up and I'm gonna get there. If it means that much to you in this state, and I begin in tears just thinking about it because mm -hmm. I'm not rehearsed this like I am right now. It's intense. Yeah. It's like it happened yesterday. It's not 12 years ago. It's wow. yesterday. It happened this morning, but it, in the same way. Wow. But, but it was 12 years ago. I remember walk, going by the chair of depression. I just was walking by it. And the Lord spoke to me and said, the enemy's been using depression to keep you from me. I thought, okay, I'm going to get there. If I don't do anything else today, I'm going to get there. I remember going to a coffee shop. It was a Christian coffee shop. It was burned down during just six months after I started mm. there. But I remember just listening to the music playing in the background and just had a devotional. I was just reading through it, and I just remember wave after wave of his presence just washing over me that first morning. We call it the 40-day worship challenge. I actually put some thoughts and things to it, not trying to over overstructure it, but I realize everyone needs kind of a focus and a plan to meet with God because really, frankly, it's the most resisted activity on the planet. If you think about it, and yeah. God being the source of, 
of our life <laughs> and the source of everything we need, there's going to be a little uh, warfare related to it. So anyway, got there the first morning, was in a 40-day devotional, got through that, got through 80 days, got through 100, the depression began to break up. Hmm. But what I realized was is that it was a daily thing. It wasn't a it wasn't, it wasn't an, there is a f accumulation factor, I do believe, in spending time and a momentum factor. But his mercies are new every morning. Come on. Absolutely dependent on yeah. that, that time. So, again, in terms of structure and thoughts and all, we have tons of things that go into that. But just right. to say... The one thought I had when you were saying this, what keeps you going over the long period, and a, a thought we've had that has helped is that the reality that God waits up all night for us to get up, that he doesn't sleep or slumber. I, I, I thought, I say that, and people go, is that in the Bible? <laughs> 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 well, if he wasn't, we'd be in real trouble. Yeah, yeah. And he doesn't sleep or slumber, and he, like a good father, is waiting for us. To get up and as we do there's a whole ton of brain science that goes into this and, and now that I've studied brain science through this process I realize there's a whole physiological thing that happens mm. in his presence there's mm. a psychological thing mind will and emotions that happen in his presence and there's a spiritual thing and we wow. can diagram it on the board and we can yeah. we can talk but you can do all of that but it's not till somebody does it that and they experience his love, right. do they realize how, what you're trying to explain to them? And then once they experience it, not it, him, yeah, <laughs> they right. explain it back to me. And then I know they have it because <laughs> yeah. I didn't get it like that, but they did. Yeah. Because he's so personal and real and meets us at our need. And the last thought I have is that, you know, God didn't promise us to take us out of our problems. This is what I realized. Mm -hmm. He promised to go through the problems with us. Yeah. And that's what the morning's about. It's a with him. It's not a yeah. it's not about a duty or see, it's so be so far from that now. It's just us, me being with him. That if we could define it, what is the first fifteen? It's us being with him. Mm. And then one of the encouragements we have is that people surrender their will to his will and how many find it hard to surrender. So we talk about a lot about that. That could yeah. be a whole episode. Yeah, right. <laughs> and no, then the I... whole other thing is receiving his love. That could be a whole other. <laughs> we could right. line these episodes. I mean, it's exhaustive when you get into it because there is no end to it. It's, it's our walk with him. So special. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to be able to continue some of this conversation. And I think that uh, he wants to be <clears throat> he wants to be with us. And what a game changer. I mean, it should be no duh. Like it should be just an obvious because he created us, not because he needed us, but because he wanted to create us. And he wanted to have a relationship with us, not because he needed it, because he has perfect community within the Trinity, you know? And, yeah, and so he just, <laughs> he just wanted to love us. And he wanted to show off his glory and, and his, his power and his just wonder. Incredible. And, and, um, and so 
doing what we're talking about is really fulfilling the very reason we were created and and powerful things happen i think when you're in the spot and doing the thing that that he created us for and there's so much life there well again uh pastor mark thank you so much for your time today um to just begin this conversation i think it's so vital that we start with the why why should i even try to take this step and I think you've laid some really good groundwork. And so we will come back in another episode to continue to talk about this and actually begin to dig into some of the practice of how do I actually do this? How do I take my first steps into uh, first 15? Maybe you've had a habit of meeting with God and maybe it's fallen off. Maybe you've never known it. Uh, And maybe every day you're doing well, but maybe you need a fresh shot in the arm of just some encouragement and and so we want to provide all of those things for you because we believe, um, you know, we, we could talk to you all day long about how to care for those in the body of Christ and, and how to be a great small group leader and all the things that we're trying to talk about in this podcast. But if we are not connected to the God of the universe in, in deep personal relationship, we will minister out of our soul. We will minister out of our mind, our will, and our emotions, and those get so easily messed up. We desperately need him. So thank you so much, Pastor Glad Mark, for your time today. You're a blessing to me personally and and certainly to Mana House and really to the body of Christ, even, even beyond these walls. I just really appreciate um, all that you give and, and just sowing into people's lives. It's really incredible. Well, um, that concludes this episode. And as always, just wanted to let you know, um, you can reach out at rickm at manahouse.church or markd at manahouse.church. If you have any recommendations or comments or feedback, uh, future episode ideas and that kind of thing, we would love to hear from you as our hearts are to serve you and to provide you with great tools. With that, God bless you and have an incredible day.